Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, we have a whole bunch of guys with decisions facing them, whether or not they want to be back with the Lakers, whether or not they're giving anything away about their free agency or saying anything about their preference come free agency. Uh, And we are going to discuss that. And then there's basketball still going on right now. And I think we can learn a little bit from that in looking at what the Lakers should probably prioritize in this upcoming offseason. So let's let's get to all of that here in a bit. We start, though, with free agency and what some of the guys were saying in their exit interviews. So by our count, Andre Drummond, Marcus Saul, Wesley Matthews, Montrezl Harrell, Alex Caruso, Taylor Horton Tucker, and Dennis Schroeder all have decisions to make this upcoming uh, summer on where they're going to be playing and how much they're going to be uh, wanting to make and and all of that good stuff. Uh, So we're just going to go guy by guy and discuss all of these quotes regarding the different situations that either the player, the Lakers, or both are facing in the upcoming months. So let's start with Mr. Popular. Andre Drummond won't say whether or not he wants to return to the Lakers in free agency. Christian wrote this up on Silver Screen and Roll. I thought he had some good thoughts on it. Uh, So I'll just read. So I think overall this year I had an incredible time in the short stint I was here. There was a lot put on me when I first got here. There was a lot for me to learn, a lot for me to catch up on, and a lot to make up for. Having two of the best players hurt and just trying to figure out an entire uh, time with little time before a playoff run, I think I've learned so much just being around the coaching staff, being around my teammates. It's an incredible group of guys we have here. I'm looking forward to building more with them. Uh, And then when he was asked if building more with them meant that he was looking forward to, to coming back, said, quote, I didn't say that. Uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that we have a lot of time for that free agency. August is around the corner, and when the time comes to have those discussions, I will have those discussions. So kind of interesting, right? The, the, the quotes, the, the first quote, the initial quote, would lead one to believe it was a very natural follow-up question. It was probably, oh, okay, so the, the plan is to be back, and then to uh, quickly shut it down like that was I think very telling. So I, I think I I remember the first time I ever heard something like this and thought, oh, a player probably isn't going to be back. Remember Sasha Vujicic had a free agency decision coming, and they asked him about uh, you know whether he's going to come back or, or or any of that, and he said, well, you know, we'll see what the what's in the cards. And that was the first time I said, oh, that's not. That's not saying I'll be back. And this feels a lot like that. This feels a lot like somebody who, you know, he he enjoyed his time with the Lakers, probably didn't have a very good experience off the court in terms of, you know, social media and everything that he was hearing there. Uh, The analysis regarding him was, you know, it it was as polarizing as any player I can really remember ever. I don't think being the subject of that is necessarily fun. So if I had to if I had to predict an outcome here based off of his quotes alone, I would probably say that he goes somewhere else for and he, and he goes in place for the highest bidder. Staying at the center position, Marc Gasol uh, wasn't sure if he was going to be back, but he did call he he did say some nice things about the Lakers. So I'll quote again. 
Obviously, they have a lot of decisions to make, and I'm not at the top of the list of those decisions. We'll see later on this summer how the team moves and what they want to do, what the plan is. Right now, I think everything is so fresh. No one planned to be having these meetings right now. I, I don't think they'll fully know what the plan is yet, so I think we all need that time to reflect. I'm very thankful for the year that I, uh, that I lived. That's a very Gasol quote. I'm very thankful for the year that I lived. I know, obviously, it didn't end the way we all wanted. It's been uh, better than it looked from the outside for me personally. I just enjoyed some of the things that happened, some of the other things I didn't, but I tried to be positive, and like I said, I'm thankful for the opportunity that I had here. Uh, it's it. He's so he, he reminds me so much of his brother, and if actually, if you listen to him talk, he sounds exactly like Paul, too. He finishes up, I mean, there's different aspects in life, uh, like there's your professional aspect and the chance of playing with LeBron and AD and understanding what the picture was like. I didn't need anybody to explain to me what being a third center is and knowing that we always have the trump card of AD playing the five or even Bron playing the five. So once you have two guys ahead of you and you're the third center, you really like the fifth center. But I didn't need anybody to, to explain that to me. I understood that. And then that's uh, and then there's the family aspect. My kids go to school here. My wife uh, was happy here. Uh, moving the family again was not ideal for me at that time. Maybe if I didn't have a family and I was 10 years younger, I would have chose differently. But the reality was I wanted to stay here. I wanted to contribute. I wanted to help the guys. I was actually having a lot of fun working with the young guys, Costas, Devante, and Zoe. Uh, and I was, I, I was enjoying doing that as well. And the downtime that I wasn't playing much, working with them was something that I enjoyed. When the cards are dealt to you that you don't like, you don't get to ask for a redeal. You just play them as good as you can, try to be as positive as you can, and you just roll with the punches. And eventually, obviously, things started changing. I got to play a little more. It didn't end the way that I wished, to be honest with you. I didn't envision this season ending with a Game 6 loss at home. I didn't see that coming. So it's a very reflective quote. It's somebody who is at a stage of his life where basketball maybe isn't the absolute top priority in the decision that he makes. And if he does choose to come back to the NBA, like I, I think it's basically retire or play for the Lakers again, or, or, or maybe even the Clippers, I guess, technically. But if he does choose to come back, I think he'll probably want a bigger role, and I think he'll be right to ask for it, or at least a more consistent role. I think what would, would probably drove uh, Mark the most insane was on any given night, he was either going to play a big role and help the team win or just not play at all. And I think for a veteran, that's that's a very difficult spot to, to be put in, especially when you feel like you deserve something a little bit more consistent. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I, I do think it's more likely that he is back compared to Andre Drummond for what that's worth. All right, different position here. Wesley Matthews wants to return to the Lakers in free agency and run it back. Harrison wrote this one up. Quote, there is no question in my mind, in, in my heart, that I want to run it back. Matthew said at his exit interview on Friday. As far as my role in the ups and downs of the season, I don't take any of it personally. I like to be a straight shooter and call a spade a spade. In order to do that, you need to have some personal accountability. I have no problem owning up to that, which was some of the inconsistent play that I had. That's great stuff. I, that... I hope that the Lakers bring back both these guys just for their veteran presence. I think there's value in that. But for me, I do a lot of grinding in the offseason. I work, I work, I work, I work, I work. I come into a training camp with a good established rhythm. And just like everybody, that wasn't able to, the, to 
be a thing this year. Obviously, I know and feel that I could play better, but I know that I brought everything that I had and I left it on the court every single night and showed flashes of who I can be and who I am in certain situations. Like I said, to start this off, there's no doubt that I want to run it back. So you hear that. It Sometimes it works out where the where the team also wants the player back. Uh, but this is the right thing that you want to hear if, if you want just an extra 3 and D type wing player. Uh, granted, definitely getting a little long in the tooth. So I could see why the Lakers might not be that interested. But the Lakers aren't going to have a ton of options, so I actually think this is fairly likely to, to, to be run back the way that Matthews wants it to. Montrez Harrell was a, a, a inconsistent presence, especially down the, the, the final stretch of the season. He was another guy who was dealing with some, pardon my French, bullshit from, from fans on social media. Uh, apparently, people were going at his grandma, which is just disgusting. That's just awful. Uh, and 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 by going at his gra- grandmother, I mean going at him for losing his grandmother. That's just terrible behavior. And uh, I and between that and the inconsistent role and all of that, I, I could see why he might not be interested in coming back. That said, in terms of options, this is now two years in a row where in the postseason he either wasn't able to stay on the court or when he was on the court was not very good. So if you're a playoff team, I don't know what you offer Montrez Harrell. He has a player option for about the same amount of money that he made last year. And if you're Harrell and you're saying, I don't know that I'll be able to make that kind of money on the open market, and you want to be able to to bet on yourself and try it again where maybe you you are put in better situations or you're more open to different situations to to be able to see if you can thrive a little bit better come postseason next year than you did this year. Uh, whatever the case might be, I, I I actually think he accepts his player option uh, or or if he if he does, then obviously he's back. but if he doesn't, I, I think he's gone. I think he's gone and he probably goes to a team that, wouldn't mind him being a, a, a good stats, bad team, team type player. All right, where this gets really interesting is with Alex Caruso, Taylor Horton Tucker, and Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder was asking for a $100 million contract where he was making upwards of 25 mil per year. Taylor Horton Tucker is a young, up-and-coming player who showed incredible promise at various points of the season. Then other points of the season look like a 21 year old. Right. And then Alex Caruso, in my opinion, is one of the, the, the more valuable role players at the guard position in the NBA and keeping all three of these guys is going to get expensive. Now, Schroeder, I think, costs himself quite a bit of money. I don't think he's going to be offered the four year, $84 million contract that the Lakers offered him initially. Now, does he maybe get a two-year, $25 million contract? Maybe. I could maybe see that where it's it's shorter term in terms of the commitment, and then he gets to say that he gets paid more per year than he was asking for in, or than, than he was offered initially with that $84 million uh, four-year contract that he was offered. So maybe that's a way to to kind of smooth over a lot of those wrinkles and and the thing that I'll be really paying attention for is if he does get that shorter term two year 40 two year 50 million dollar contract does he 
become a contract that the Lakers look to to move and bring on somebody who is a little bit more established, a little more consistent, or, or just fits better with what the Lakers need at that position. So uh, I, I think Schroeder is probably back because he and the Lakers don't have many options. He did say a lot of the, the things that you want to hear from somebody who wants to be back. He says he'll give everything to be back with the Lakers next season. So that was interesting to hear. Alex Caruso is, is, a, is a tougher one. I, I'm just going to be like Wes Matthews calls spade a spade and say, I, I think Dallas, uh, for a variety of reasons, is going to be interested in Alex Caruso. And if he gets too big an offer, he says that he looks forward to playing with LeBron again and that that would be a factor in, in whether or not he comes back or, or takes less than he might get offered out there on the open market. Whatever the situation might be, this might be, you know, he hasn't made a ton of money to this point in his career. Uh, he probably has, he, if you, let's say he signs a two or three year deal this year, then on the other end of that contract, he's getting closer to 30. And that makes it really difficult to, to say that you're going to get another big contract after this. So he's really looking to cash in, I think. And if that is the case, then it might get a little tricky for the Lakers to keep him. So I think two of these three guys are going to be back, and I don't know who the two will be. I don't think we're looking at a situation that where all three of them are back. All right, some final thoughts here before we move on and uh, and, and, and send you off on the rest of your day. Hey, uh, I do want to say on my show, on the Anthony Irwin Show, here in a bit— I'm going to be interviewing Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated, and uh, and last time we got together, we had a really great show uh, for for my former employer. Uh, so that's going to be really fun. You guys should uh, check that out. It's an it's going to air as soon as we are done talking, and as soon as I edit it. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, so yeah, last thoughts here before we before we uh, call it a show for this one. I think the Lakers. Any Laker fan who's watching the playoffs right now has to be marveling at the amount of space that all of these remaining teams have to work with, right? Uh, Phoenix just spreads you out and 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 just knifes you up with their athleticism and their shooting ability. Uh, Brooklyn is just making a complete joke out of a really good Milwaukee Bucks team is because everybody on the court basically at any time can knock down from, from, from three point range. Atlanta is <laughs> ended the, uh, the next championship run in very short order and won again on the road against Philly because that team is just incredibly dangerous from outside. So whether it is a curse or some kind of voodoo, whatever, uh, the Lakers do need to find a way to get some shooting in there and really open up, up the court for an older LeBron James and and a, an Anthony Davis, who I would hope next year is going to uh, cut it out with how little center he played this year. But regardless, I think the Lakers need to find a way to, to open up the court for themselves and make the game easier on themselves than they have, especially this year, uh, from three-point range. All right. That's going to do it for the episode. this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin, telling you to have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk to you tomorrow or in about an hour or so, depending on when you listen to this. 